What's going on guys? Welcome back to the channel. It's your host Tavares. It's been a long time since we had a guest coming on and today's episode I believe is a good one. Just get introduced to this guy and he drops nothing but gems all throughout his episode. Even when he has guests, he be on there preaching. So I'm just like, all right, he's kind of legit, you know? So today we're going to have a good episode. For those who are new, I'm Tavares. Be sure to check out our book, Golly Dating 101. I want you to get that and I want you to make sure after you get it that you leave a review. Like, subscribe, share this with a friend and let's get into this episode. So today we're blessed to be here listening to Lateris Whitfield, my new friend. How you doing, boss? Man, what's going on, man? It's an honor, man. I'm amazed by what you've been able to build with your platform representing the Bloodstained Banner. And uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm just proud of you, what you and your wife have uh, created and curated on your platform. So keep doing what you do, brother. Appreciate you, man. Guys, what I'm doing on Instagram and Facebook is what he's doing on YouTube. And if you know something about YouTube people, they loyal. You know what I'm saying? They, there's some yeah. loyal folks on YouTube. So if you're not, if you're here and you're only visiting, I would hope that you do what he says. What, it's, it's something you tell your your people in your videos. Um, stop <laughs> stop dating. It's time to it's time I, to get. I said, I said stop shacking up with us and hit there that we subscription go. button. That's hit subscribe. that subscription button. You know what I mean? I'm tired of shacking <laughs> up with my audience. All right, I need y'all to subscribe and stay a part of the family. But thank you for yeah. joining in, man. You have a, a huge platform. It's called Dear Future Wifey. Um, and I went on there thinking it was just talking about singles, you know, um, but yeah. then I realized with a couple of clips that they shared, I was like, oh, that's the same guy. I saw clips where you did, you do a lot with married couples, do a lot with people yeah. probably on the brink of divorce, you know, so a whole yeah. lot of different um, audiences, you know, you target because you're always trying to help people in whatever stage or season that they're in. So tell us a little bit about, um, you know, Dear Future Wifey, how that came about and, you know, just, I guess, where they could find it as well in case they want to check that out. Well, it's definitely available on anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts, um, and YouTube. YouTube is the main hub. That's where you get the visual of the podcast. Mm -hmm. The podcast was created in April of 2020. It launched officially on YouTube on April 15th, to be exact. The podcast was birthed out of my own pain after coming through my past uh, divorce. Uh, December the 29th of 2022 will mark seven years uh, post-divorce. And um, yeah, I just said, God put me on this unique journey to heal in front of the world. Of course, that can be extremely intimidating yeah, to yeah. bear your soul in front of the world. But out of obedience, I watched God heal and restore countless of marriages. People slide in my DM. I walk with people through some of the most dark times in their life because right. I've been able to lead in that way. So, uh, you know, God's just been doing an amazing work with Dear Future Wifey Podcast. Yeah, so you said something, you say something in your episodes, we spoke a little bit about it before we jumped into this episode, but you pride yourself on being lit. You know, this yes. generation, they think that just means um, turning up at the party, but no, your goal is for us to live intentionally and transparently. Um, so you started this out of a place of pain, you say. And this is yes. coming up on, a, you know, the anniversary of the divorce. So my thing is, when... A lot of people will feel as though you have to be a certain standard, you know, in order to give advice or to speak on certain things. But how did you manage to go from, you know, pain 
to purpose with it. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people may look at you like, man, he can't tell me what to do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So how did you get to this point? Whereas, you know, you're, you're where you are, you know, I'm very curious on that. Uh, it's interesting because I was one of those type of people that I would talk to the homeless man on the street to learn how not to be in his situation. I would learn from the drug addict um, mm -hmm. that was associated with when one of my family members or friends that say, hey, listen, don't ever do drugs because you may not uh, be able to shake it and get off. Yeah. And so I learned from people who have been the the worst victims of it, as well as those people who have had clean marriages, never stepped out, never cheated or, you know, other such. And so uh, I'm a student of life. And when God told me, when we look through the books of the Bible, some of the people that we admire the most, when we look at King David and we read that he had the heart of God, mm -hmm. then but David David was smashing somebody else's wife. You know, he got, he got, he got, <laughs> he said, I looked at Bathsheba and said, listen, now David had all these women and all these concubines and all these wives, but he still wanted this one other, uh, this man's only wife. Just think right. about that. And, but it says that God was able to use him. And so I always say that if we're wise, then we can learn from the mistakes of others. Right. And that's what kept me so in bondage is that I didn't want to share some of my most trying times. So one of the first things that Jesus did when he came back from the grave is he showed the nail prints in his hands to let you know that uh, I have some scars. And through those scars, that's how they were able to identify Jesus as the one. All right. So I like that you you made it clear, because I think I think it's, it's possible that we're, we have a generation that everybody loves God, but no one reads their Bible. You know, so yeah. it's crazy that you said it, because I think we often overlook, you know, people in the Bible were not perfect. You know what I At mean? All. And we're always, you know, and, and that we have to learn to give ourselves grace and give grace to others, because yeah. it's easy for me to judge you and say, no, nah, you should have knew better. But then when it's yep. me, I try to go based off my intentions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's sad that that's the state of how our world is. But you make it clear um, that infidelity is how that it led to the downfall of, of the marriage. But that's really what I want to talk about in today's episode, not to relive that, but to, to drop those nuggets to those people who are either married like myself, those who are in relationships, um, or just trying to learn how to guard themselves. Um, so my thing is, you have all this knowledge now. Is this something that was that came about after after learning from your experiences? How was things in that season when, you know, married and you just managed to find yourself in different beds, so to speak, not even, you know, lack of better words. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, so what it was is that, yeah, I had nuggets along the way of learning through wisdom. But at that time, I wasn't submitted. I wasn't submitted to the voice of God. So even when God would tell me certain things, I would be like, okay, I'm going to stop. This is going to be the last time. But right. I lack discipline. I lack so much discipline in that area right. and didn't even realize some of the past trauma that I had been through that I never got healed from. And so we've, we are now in this space where therapy ha isn't so taboo. But when I was 28, I'm 44 years old. Yeah. When I was 28, like when we weren't talking about people going through therapy, you know, uh, <laughs> at all. Like it just it just wasn't. We did premarital counseling. We did marriage counseling and all that. But really unpacking what was leading to some of those unhealthy decisions. They were just never 
visited at all. And so here I am walking through this thing called marriage, limping, not realizing mm. that it was some pain and some hurt, some some lacks, some areas of uh, that lacked integrity and lacked accountability and 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 all those things which we'll end up talking more about, especially the accountability factor um, that. I just wasn't aware of at that young age. And so um, that's what God began to, he always kept trying to chase after me. It's just that I didn't, I didn't heed to his voice until it came to the ultimate fall. And then I began to say, well, maybe I'm married to the wrong person. Maybe this, maybe that. And, uh, you know, and God began to really start uncovering that, which we'll talk about. Yeah. So you mentioned, um, I, I can't, I don't remember how you said, but the thing is you're aiming to, Uncover, recover, and dis- I mean, I'm, aiming, I'm aiming to discover, uncover, and recover. And love. recover. That's how it is. Um, yeah. But I, I like what you mentioned in regards to when you're in that season, not dealing with the own issues that you had within yourself. And the reason yeah. why I think that's key is because, and like you said, obviously we know a lot of people weren't talking about things like therapy, wasn't talking counseling. Listen, especially if you called yourself a Christian, you you talk yeah. about counseling, do you have a demon? You know, because all you have to do is pray it away. You know what I mean? We, talk to Jesus, he'll fix it. Yay, hey, you know, put him on the main line, you know, tell him what you yeah. want. And then we leave the altar call, we still have our same baggage. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's so key that you say that because not that you have to dive into the type of emotional um, bondage or trauma or issues that you had to deal with um, growing up or throughout the years. But I want you to talk a little bit about um, emotional circles that males have. And the reason why I say that is because this year, my aim with the podcast is to have a lot more male guests or a lot more advice driven towards men. Because I already know yep. we have a huge platform and it's predominantly women. If I look at the percentages, it's discouraging because I'm like, how are these yeah. dudes not listening to me? You know what I mean? But I want, I want us to dive into this because in my head, there are so many women being prepared for marriage, prepared to, to to be great moms, prepared to lead their homes, but there are no men being prepared for any of these things. We're prepared to provide, pay the bills. You know, we, we don't talk about provision in terms of emotional stability. We don't talk about provision in terms of safety. You know, we don't talk about any of those things. It's just pay the bills, be a man, don't cry. You know, if you show those forms of vulnerability, then you're weak. So yep. I, I like that you mentioned, um, you know, the stuff that you were going through. So just talk a little bit about how, as a man, you feel as you feel as though how, I guess, society speaks to us in regards to our emotional issues or um, the reasons why you believe the cycle repeats, you know, let us know a little bit about that. Well, when you talk to a man and you ask a man what they do or, you know, and they introduce themselves, they're going to always lead with what they do. Even when we got on the phone, uh, when we just got on this call, we start talking about what we did. You know, we talked about our profession. We didn't talk about emotional stuff like, hey, are you in love right now? How do you feel right now? Have you met the one? Are you feeling this? We don't talk like that. We're like, oh, yeah, I'm working this. I'm about to do this. Yeah, I'm going to be making more money doing this. I'm going to be making more money doing that. This. We talk about that. Women, they talk about more familial issues. Mm -hmm. They'll talk about family. Oh, my little son. He's five years old. You know, he's starting kindergarten now and this, this, this. And I have Sarah and Sarah's in the eighth grade and she's this, this, this. And she they'll talk about all the stuff that's emotional. Right. And so um, when you have that dichotomy, you have men focus on the finances and then you have women focus on the family structure and the emotional stuff. Then mm-hmm. now you have where where men, when we uh, walk into this thing called husband 
uh, or husbandry, uh, we don't even realize what that really means. You say, yeah. okay, I'm gonna be a husband, but what does husband really mean? I remember I was married several years before I decided to look up the etymology of husband. <laughs> and when I looked up the etymology of husband, it means householder. It means, and then husband means one that bands his house together. Well, in the black family, most of the times it was women, the mothers that kept the family together because father wasn't even present. Dad wow. wasn't even around. And so the mother was the one that would go to the crack house and get her son out. You know, the dad wasn't running to the crack house to get, get, get the son out of the crack house to get the son out of the gang. It was mama that you see in movies or whatnot going right. and confronting the drug dealer to say, no, nah, uh, you're going to give my son back. And so we've had this juxtaposition of this is what the family structure should look like. But then men are being absent and not even really understanding and realizing their true authority. Right. Then then all we do is repeat cycles. And so, first of all, we unfortunately, we don't have enough men present to give other men identity. Um, so Ooh. that's why you have this 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 split. You have yeah. women more equipped than ever to be better wives and they reading books and 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 going to courses and going to seminars and going to conventions and they're investing so much time energy and resources to become better women and men just like you i deal with the hardest thing is to get male guests on my podcast why is because they know that the foundation of my podcast is to be lit and so they mm -hmm. like oh no i ain't gonna be telling them man if i get on here and tell the truth <laughs> man it's, it's just gonna be a problem so they won't yeah, do it yeah it was the same fear that hit me when god told me to do an episode where I talked about my infidelity, I was like, this is career suicide. Like, yeah. Why would I ever do that? I had 500 subscribers on YouTube. It was in the first <laughs> couple of months of my podcast, and I was like, if I do that, I'm going to trigger so many women, they're going to hate me, and they're yeah. going to all unfollow me and unsubscribe, and I just become another dude that then cheated on his wife, and what kind of advice do I have to offer? And then yeah. God said, I need you to submit. I need you to, I need you to do this. Right. And when I heard the voice so clear. I said, all right, God, I'm gonna go and do it. And then I called my good friend, Joey Greco, who was the host of the popular show Cheaters. So uh, <laughs> I called him up and I said, hey, we're gonna go ahead and commit. We're gonna commit all the way then. So we're gonna have Joey Greco on here. And, <laughs> and here we are, we're gonna have this conversation. But in it, the hardest thing for me to do at that time was to, to mention or talk about me cheating without mm -hmm. excusing the behavior. Yeah. It was hard for me to say I cheated because I had a lack of integrity. Not, right. well, because my wife was she, well, if my wife would have did, you know, but y'all don't understand. The only reason why I cheated because my wife and for me to stand 10 toes down and say that was so difficult for me. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was what God wanted me to do because at the end of the day, it's not based on what someone did do or didn't do. It's totally was based on me having a lack of integrity. And so um, that's what I believe is the, the yeah. biggest problem is that you don't have men giving other men uh, identity. And so we struggle through life searching for it. And then, unfortunately, the women that love us the most begin to be the casualties of war. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. So a lot of you, you aim to get to your best self. Me personally, I feel like I'm at my best self when I've been constant in my word of in the word of God and seeking God and church and exercise and having great time with my family. All those things is when I feel at my best. But to be honest, it's kind of hard to get there unless you are in the right space, both mentally and emotionally. A lot of times we Christians, we only focus on our spiritual, but we also have to focus on our emotional health. And I believe that 
having therapy in your life can help you with good coping skills, good boundaries, allow you to uncover the things that you're really dealing with and help you learn the necessary tools in order to resolve them. So if you're a person that's thinking about giving therapy a try, I would encourage you to try BetterHelp. They're a great option because they're both, it's convenient, flexible, affordable, and it's entirely online. Um, and just fill out a brief questionnaire. And after you finish with that questionnaire, they'll pair you, pair you with a, a therapist, a licensed therapist that you're able to switch at any point in time. So that won't be an issue. So if you would like to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash godly to get today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash godly. Whew. Let me, let me. Guys, guys, he, he he can't just drop a whole load and then just and just pause with the you know the Maya Angelou pause. Like, come on, bro. So so my thing is, I, I love what you said. Um, and well, obviously we could talk a little bit about accountability later, but I love the aspect of self accountability. Yes. I think that's that's is missing. You know what I mean? It's yeah. so easy. It doesn't matter what position you're in. You know what I mean? Even if you're not a dating you're, or married, say you're a pastor and it's like, oh, the reason why I did this was because of, like, can I just literally take ownership yeah. for what I yeah. did? And I think it's, it's, it leans back to what we were saying because I believe that men were, were terrified of vulnerability. You know, we're terrified of how if I open up myself, how are they going to view me? If I open up myself, am I no longer strong enough to lead? Am I no longer able to be a good husband again? Am I no longer able to be a leader? Am I no longer able to walk in my calling? All of those questions. And I think that's really the way the enemy works. You know, yes. when we think about spiritual warfare, a lot of people, they get overly deep or some people, they don't get deep at all, but that's really spiritual warfare. Whereas the Bible makes it clear in James 5, 16, confess your faults to one another, you know, pray for one another so you can find healing. But the problem yeah. is, we will never find healing because we don't want to open up. You know, we we can't tell somebody, yo, I'm tempted every time sis texts me. Man, yep. I just want to, bro. Like, and, yep. and if you never, if you don't have people in your corner that you could say that to, eventually you're going to be the person with her. And now when it gets revealed, oh, the only reason why it happened was because oh, my wife did this or because, yep. oh, it was just a moment of, no, it wasn't a moment of nothing. We allowed ourselves to casually get there with no one to help. Hey, bro, too far. Hey, yeah. sis, don't do that. And if we don't have those people in our lives, it's so easy for us to to fall. I was literally just listening to someone. I don't know. The guy in the basement. I, I don't remember his name. Oh, my boy, Tim Ross. Tim Ross. Uh, if you ever listen yeah, to this podcast, I'm sorry, dude. I, I mean it like that. Um, but he was, yeah. he was speaking about the importance of accountability. And I think a lot of times in church, when we hear accountability, we think somebody's putting us in bondage. And now, yeah. Latarius, every time you're going out, you have to report to me. That's not accountability. <laughs> that's that's literally, I think he called it a warden, a prison warden. Like, no, I don't need a PO officer. I think yeah, that's what it's up like that's what we're thinking in church and that's the problem yeah. with why church people a lot of a lot of times people in the world view us as though we're hypocrites because we fell into sin no the reason why we look hypocritical is because church people have a tendency to pretend they're perfect we don't yeah. want to say bro i'm struggling you know somebody finally comes out it's just like hey i thought you was mr praise the lord you know what i'm saying yeah. so it's just like we really have to get to that point where we're vulnerable enough to let somebody know i'm weak because yeah. until you 
go to God and tell God you're weak, you're never going to really discover his strength. You know, so we have to understand if we have a God who can be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, we have to stop pretending everything is okay or stop pretending we have it all figured out. Because I believe, bro, that's a cycle that's not going to end because it's just how hard-headed we can be. Um, but I'm, yeah. not, I'm not trying to preach, bro. This is your time. I want you to preach. Um, I'll bring the, I'll start altar call whenever you're ready and all that. But, <laughs> but yo, so yeah. all good. So I, I do want to ask this, though, because there are some people who listen to this, whether it's the male or the female listening, that they've been the ones that cheated. Not the ones been cheated mm. on. Um, you know, but I want you to. Let us know how was the process was um, of your your healing because a lot of times we we focus so much on the victim which we should which we should have mercy we should have empathy we should support yeah. them but a lot, I don't think a lot of people understand how difficult it is for me to know personally I emotionally destroyed someone or me to know yeah. I brought somebody to a broken place so how do how do you get to that point of healing or what did you do how long did that take you know what are some advice you could give those people who made some of the same mistakes that you probably made. The main thing was I had to, uh, you know, he said insanity is doing the same thing over over again, expecting a different result. Right. And so I remember every year I would start over. My um, anniversary was January the 14th. So every January the 14th, I'll be like, all right, I'm not going to cheat on my, my, my wife this year. I'm not going to cheat. I'm going to leave that before that years. This is year five. I'm not going to cheat ever again. And then I'll do it again. Year six. Okay. I'm not going to cheat this year. I'm going to lead that around in the first five years. I'm not going to do it. And I kept doing that all the way to year nine. Uh, and we got divorced two weeks shy of our 10 year anniversary. Um, but two years prior to that, I had to subject myself to uh, therapy and I got, a, I became a part of this program called Celebrate Recovery. And it was the hardest thing to do because I'm now in this space with people that I'm sharing my deepest secrets. I'm sharing my faults. And I was like, oh God, when God told me to do it, they had at my church. And I was like, I am not. I said, I'm not. God said, go do it. I said, man, these people don't need to know my business. Because see, I was a cheater, but no one knew except me and the woman or the women that I was cheating with. My homeboys didn't know. It was never anything that I would brag about because I was so yeah. ashamed about it. Right. So I wasn't telling my homeboys, say, look at this. Yeah, I'm finna hit this. No, I was just like, they just, so when I got divorced, everybody was shocked. They was like, what? How, how, yeah. what, what happened? Like right. y'all seemed so perfect, but I was privately dying inside. Yeah. I was privately struggling inside. And so, um, so that year, um, I end up joining Celebrate Recovery and then going through that that year process began to start really uncovering some stuff and started healing some stuff uh, in me. And the first thing is to actually be able to forgive yourself. The hardest yeah. thing, people think that people cheat. They be like, I ain't so selfish. You don't care about nobody. No, the reality, reason why they keep it a secret is because they don't want to <laughs> hurt you. Yeah. Like, just think about it. It'd be yeah. different if it was dang narcissistic dude or woman that step out and cheat and come back and say i cheated on you today now what and i'm gonna go and cheat on you again now if they like that that's a whole difference that, you yeah. know they've been surrendered to a reprobate mind you need to need to leave them alone now yeah, yeah, yeah. but the ones that's trying to keep it a secret is because they're afraid that if you found out about it you're going to think very low of them and you'll leave them and so they're You'd be like, well, if that's the case, and you shouldn't cheat in the first place. If you know that mm -hmm. that's what you're afraid of, then do right. Well, that that sounds really great. 
at the end of the day to say mm -hmm. if your biggest weakness, you should be able to overcome your biggest weakness uh, because you don't like the consequence. I mean, people, the jail cell wouldn't be filled with criminals right. if that was the case. And we wouldn't have a whole lot of sin in our own lives if that was the case. Um, so the consequences don't stop you from doing it. It's where you get healed. And it's not about the consequences, but it's, it should be the, the self-love of oneself and the love of, of God and what God has blessed you with in this beautiful thing called union. But that is a process in and of itself. Mm -hmm. And so the process I had to go through was really, A, admitting, hey, I was stepping out on my wife. I'm being unfaithful, which is the hardest thing to do. And then take full ownership of it and not try to point the finger and say, well, if she did do this, I wouldn't have cheated. Right. I was the type of guy that would literally condemn my friends who were cheaters. I'd be like, I can't believe you got married and you cheat on your wife. What kind of do? I was like very, very judgmental. Yeah. But never have I ever asked. So what's so what made you marry her and then cheat? How long did it take you to start cheating? What right. made you do this? You know, now that's how I talk to people. I ask. I don't judge nobody. I'd be like, so what made you do that? So, okay, you're hanging out at a strip club. Why, why why do you do that? You know, and mm -hmm. then in the unpacking of it, it it, it challenges uh the person to begin to think. And then by the end of it, they'll be like, man, I don't know why I do that. You know, I yeah. do it because of this and this, 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 and you'll get to the root of it. Um, and so I have this, uh, the truth, I have this whole course called Lit One-on-One, -on -One, which I walk people through that whole process so they can be healed and be transparent and walk in, in, in total freedom. And, um, but when I watched people go through that program, it was literally taking people through some of the processes I went through in order to truly get healed from toxic behaviors. Um, but you got to forgive yourself. You got to open up, share whatever it is. Talk to somebody that you truly trust, whether it's a therapist, whether it's some some program that you're in to get some accountability. And the scripture that you use is one of my go to scriptures. Confess your faults one to another so that you may be healed. Because at the end of the day, what a therapist provides is an opportunity for you to confess your faults so that you mm -hmm. can be healed. It's an amazing thing that God placed inside of us that when we begin to start uncovering ourselves, God can heal what we won't reveal. So Ooh. the minute we start revealing it, yeah. God says, oh, now I got some power behind it. Because if you've been hiding this stuff for the longest, you've been acting like this stuff that happened to you when you were younger really didn't affect you. You've been yeah. acting like when, when your wife said this to you, it really didn't affect you. you act, you've been acting like X, Y, Z when your ex-girlfriend cheated on you. You, you. you acted like that really didn't bother you that much. So when you start talking about it, you'll start uncovering yourself. Yeah. And in, in the uncovery phase, God begins to cover us. And so he'll never leave us uncovered. But he can't cover us if we continue to hold the blanket over ourselves. And so yeah. um, that's, what, that's what I had to go through. I had to go through that process to actually become real with myself. And I really didn't like myself. I literally mm -hmm. hated myself. Like I, when I say I hated myself, I was like, I was like a functioning depressed person because mm -hmm. I, I was walking around with these secrets and I, and I hate it. I mean, I just, I just, I just hated myself for that. Um, and so once I lift the shame up off of me, then now you're able to see me walk in total freedom. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
Listen, bro. Man, thank you for this episode for real. Cause this is this is some good stuff. Someone interviewed um interviewed it. It was just me on the episode, I believe. Yeah, someone interviewed me regarding a book, which you should get on Amazon Golly Dating 101. Um, and they were just talking about marriage, they were talking about lust and all those things. And I said, believe it or not, I had some issues that I didn't realize I had to work out since being married. Whereas <laughs> It growing so growing up, I won't say what the words were that were being called because you know I don't want my podcast to be demonetized. <laughs> but, but you know, growing up in the hood, if you were not smashing and dashing and doing everything you wanted with all the girls you who was doing, something else. you yep. was called some stuff other than your name. You know, so yep. I grew up, you know, trying to be a virgin and trying to wait till marriage, getting bullied because of it. You know what I mean? No one's yep. physically hitting me, but it's like you're. I'm dealing with a lot of verbal and emotional yeah. abuse because I'm being told you're not a real man because all these women want you and you ain't doing nothing. That that must yeah. mean you want to be with a guy. Like, so yeah. heard all those things growing up to the point whereas now when I'm in the military, I'm looking at it like, well, who cares? I can do whatever I want now then, you know, and then even after, yeah. but I didn't realize that I never really dealt with it. So now when getting married, you know, I told him I didn't realize that when women were still flirting after being married, because people are still going to do that, Yeah, that it never registered to me. No, you need to shut that down and nip it in the bud immediately. Because in my head, oh, I still got it. Oh, it shows yep. that oh, I'm a real man. It shows that, oh, well, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is what this is what defines me. And I didn't realize that this is a huge issue because in my mind, I'm still behaving like a child. I'm still trying to get the affirmation from the boys in the neighborhood. You think you're just talking to her because she's gorgeous. But in reality, you're still trying to get your boys to approve of you. You're still trying to get that dad's approval. You're still trying to get yeah. that, whoever it was that made you feel less of a man. Or if you're a woman who made you feel as though, oh, you're too good for everybody. And they made you change how you live. So now you did all those things to get men's attention or women's attention. That now when you're married, you don't realize that if you don't heal in that area, that same issue can come about. You know, so when I told them, they were looking like, oh, we didn't see that coming. I'm like, yeah, you'd be surprised because it's so much of us that we have these issues and we're not dealing with it. And we just think, okay, well, God is good. Let me go to one altar yeah. call or let me just get married and I never have these issues again. No, that's literally how a stronghold works. The Bible makes it clear that you pull down every thought, you know, bring it into captivity. So it's not necessarily it's not necessary that the the devil has to attack us, but if he can plant a thought into your mind, it can come back up in your marriage. It can come back yep. back up in a moment where you're not even realizing it. So I think it's really really important that we focus on the things that we've allowed ourselves to believe because you'll still be fishing for attention in your marriage, and that can lead to something devastating. Um, but what I'll ask you now is um, for those either in relationships aiming to be married or are married. What are some boundaries that you never had in place at the moment that you believe are absolutely essential for us to put into place now? Whether the person is dating or married, what are some things that we can do to avoid going into infidelity? The number one thing that you can avoid is being open, honest, and creating a safe space for transparency. When I say that that is the most fireproof thing that you can ever do, and let me tell you why. If you can create a safe space that when just think about what you just said about uh, dealing with what you dealt with growing up as a kid, but one would be afraid to actually say that to their spouse because they feel like their spouse would be like, well, 
So you tell me you still think about that when you was a kid? So you think, so you actually like when women flirt with you? You actually, so that does something for you. So I'm not enough for you. So you need intention outward in order for, because it can go left real fast. Right. And so when you create a safe space with your, your significant other and you go, hey, listen, this is a no judgment zone. I'm not casting no stones. Share with me now so you don't have to share it, share it with me later when it's gone, it's been blown out of proportion. Right. When you create those safe spaces where people can come naked and unashamed and be like, hey, listen, I'm hey, uh, I struggle with porn. You know, or I used to struggle with porn and I feel the propensity to go back to it. Yeah. People like they it's not going. They just it's so hard to be there because what happens is they go, you can't tell your wife that because you're now because she's going to use it against you. She's going to weaponize it against you. Your wife can't tell you that it's a coworker that she has that she actually finds attractive. Yeah. And when he comes in and compliments her perfume, you know, and because you're dealing with, dang, I haven't complimented my wife in, in the last two years. And, you know, mm -hmm. right, and right, actually right. bring it up for her to say, hey, listen, I'm, I'm going to say something to you and I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't realize that you haven't complimented me in the last year about how I look, how I smell, how I dress until this other guy, this new guy that started working at the job. He compliments me every single day and I actually like it. But it started, I started unpacking it and I realized that that's what I used to love most about you, right. Brian. And Brian used to compliment me all the time, but you've gotten so used to being married that you don't even compliment me anymore. See, the, the man will hear, oh, so you like that that, that dude? Like, like, so you want to you you leave me for this dude? Like, he didn't hear nothing else about how she used to love when he complimented all day. Like, so hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So, so who's this dude? So, how often do you talk to him? So, yeah. I mean, so y'all, y'all going to lunch together? I mean, like, yeah. so, so what's up? Y'all take y'all breaks together? Well, I mean, what? what he, he, she just said, "Hey, <laughs> he compliments me. It feels good. I re I realize that you have not complimented me in the last year. Right. And when a safe space is created, then when I say that is the most beautiful thing, because here it is, she's saying this is my. This is my place of vulnerability. I recognize that. And I recognize these are areas of improvement in our marriage. Now it gives us an opportunity to fix it before mm -hmm. the coworker begins to be her work husband. And so when you start talking about it and be able to go, I, right, I, right, I, right, okay, I feel you. It hurts a little bit, but I understand. <laughs> and yeah. then he said, let me work on Because at the end of the day, we're trying to get to till death do us part right we're trying to get where right. we grow old together we're trying to get to where we can be honest and that person knows everything about you and they don't judge you that they are truly your safe space one thing that i said that i learned from delilah and the bible says that samson found a safe place to lay his head and i said that has to be the most contradictory thing i've ever heard in my life yeah because Every time Samson began to reveal his weakness, Delilah would use it against him. So why would it say a safe space? Well, Delilah has some unique way of cultivating this space where Samson kept telling her his secrets, even though he lied the first couple of times, but yeah. he eventually got to the truth. So it was something that was so safe that Delilah created that he eventually told her the truth. Yeah, It's unfortunate that we're in marriages we take these vows, we bring these kids into this thing, we 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 have these beautiful weddings, but we can't be open and honest with the person that we said 
for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, through sickness and in health, to death do we part. All these beautiful vows that we say, but we can't even be honest with them. So the first thing I say, because nothing else matters at that point, if you can't be honest and transparent with that person. Forget about a boundary because that boundary is going to always be pushed anyway because you can't be honest with them anyway. Mm -hmm. So you're, if you can't feel that the boundary of vulnerability that you don't have this safe space of vulnerability, then forget about having a vulnerability or, or having a boundary of don't accept phone calls from the opposite sex right. after eight o'clock. Uh, don't be one-on-one -on -one with your coworker and this, all that don't matter. Cause you ain't going to tell the woman anyway, you ain't going to tell your husband anyway. So you're going to just push Ooh. boundaries. Boundaries are not even going to uh, be a boundary. You're not even going to recognize it. Cause it's yeah. going to just be the way you're operating. And you're going to be like, it ain't that big deal. I mean, it ain't a yeah. big deal. Well, why don't, you tell, why don't you tell your spouse about it? Why don't, why don't you tell your spouse about it? If it's not a big deal. I mean, but cause he's going to, he's going to blow it out. I know me, I know I ain't cheating. I know I'm not going to cheat. So if I actually say that to him, then he's going to get suspicious and it's going to sound like I'm, cause I'm just not going to do that. I'm a govern me and I'm good. <laughs> and then as you continue trying to govern Man. yourself, you're going to fall. And and those little compliments gonna get more and more. He's gonna mm -hmm. give you a little touch on your hand. He's gonna say, Hey, you know, you know, so why did you get married in the first place? I mean, are you are you in love? Well, I mean, I used to be in love, but Brian don't, you know, he don't compliment me like you compliment me. Oh, for real? So you like you like what I say about you. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I mean it's you know, it's I mean, I love my husband, but you know, it's just that I just can't talk to him like I talk to you. Right. I can't share with him like I share with you. See, safe spaces and vulnerability are going to be used whether the devil's going to use it or or God is going to use it. But Amen. it's in vulnerability that people actually cheat. Yeah. Because for you to trust somebody, you're married to someone else and you're that vulnerable with somebody else that you can give them the part that belongs to the person you made a vow to mm -hmm. in hopes that they don't weaponize it and tell your spouse that they are indeed cheating with you. That's the highest level of vulnerability ever. Yeah. So I say, go ahead and practice it with your spouse and be like, all right, listen, this is what it is. Either we're going to fall out, get back together in 24 hours or whatever, but I'm going to always be honest with you because I want you to, I want to give you the tools and I'm going to bless you with truth and honesty so that I can, I can give you the tools to actually pray for me. Because right. if we look at this as teamwork, truly, then we do need our spouses in order to cover us and be like, I'm weak in this area. Help me out. Right. And so that's the one thing. I don't even want to cloud it with anything else, <clears throat> but to get to a space of vulnerability where you can be honest and transparent with your spouse. Bro, I love what you're saying, because while you were explaining this, I literally saw an interaction that I had. So I, it was after service. I'm walking to the back of church. I see one of the ladies at the church, and I know she's not worried about me. 15, maybe even 20 years my senior, you know, I go and I give her a hug. She's like, hey, it's good to see you. And when she hugged me back, she, she pulled me and brought me to her husband. She said, listen, this... My brother, that's how she, she called. She was like, my brother just hugged me and it felt good. You haven't hugged me in a long time. And I said, why did you bring me to your husband and say I hugged you? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm so thrown off because I'm looking at her like, like, I don't know if he knows how I hugged her. You know what I mean? But it was the fact that she was she was willing to, to say that in front of me, in front of her husband. Like, point blank here to be honest, to say like, no, we haven't hugged each other in so long. We're so busy. We haven't even hugged each other that another guy hugged me. And I'm, I got a little excited by that. I need you to make sure. You're, and it's like, and while it's so easy for someone to probably know who said it and look like, 
this lady has clearly lost it. She's perverted. And she No, what she just did was prevent herself from saying or doing something she would have regret. She was basically letting her husband know that, hey, this is an area we can work on. And I think, yeah, like you just said, she was going to be looking for you after service it, every It would have been a hug every week. You. And I would have never thought anything about it. You know what at I mean? All. And it's like, so all. we have to look at it from the perspective of, like you just said, fireproofing the thing. You know, you're not yeah. aiming, you're not aiming to make the, your partner jealous, make the partner angry or make your partner feel as though you don't care about them. But you're making sure yeah. they know that these are areas that, hey, I felt like someone else has been pouring water into my cup when you had the Ooh. opportunity. You know, so I think it's so important, man. And you just said that. And it's like, I, now I'm looking at it like, hey, listen, when the last time I complimented my wife perfume? When the last time I, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm trying to think in my head, like, I cannot get mad if someone tells her, oh, you're beautiful. That's not that's yeah. not someone flirting with you. If someone says you're nah, beautiful, it's a, it's a compliment. But if my wife They're has never heard it from me, but if she's never hearing it from me or if she's never hearing you're a good mom, listen, one of the best compliments you can give a woman who's who's a parent. You're a good mom yep. because they're yep. so overwhelmed. So imagine, and especially because we know a lot of people, once kids get in a picture, marriages start getting rocky because truth be told, yep. the kids get all the attention. So if you're a parent listening to this, you know I'm telling the truth. But the yep. truth be told is you have to make sure you're doing your part to, to keep it safe and keep it not that you're defensive if I tell you, if I tell my wife, like, cause, man, as soon as I get off this call, I'm going to tell her you miss out. On an episode <laughs> like what's that mean? Boy, we had a time last night. You we know what I mean? Like we had a time. You know, so listen, <laughs> this is good because it's so true. Whereas, whereas I felt like, well, why would why did I get why why was her compliment so good to me? Or why was her you know I need to be able to tell my wife, man, you didn't tell me, man, I worked out every day this weekend. Not one time you said something about my muscles. And I posted yeah. on social media one time, and this girl, ooh, keep it going. Like, hold on. You yeah, know what I mean? Keep it going, King. I see you looking good. Hashtag results. Hashtag hey. fine for the summertime. You know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's funny about that is in my class group chat, nursing school, guys. So if you see how I'm overwhelmed with this podcast, nursing school has been kicking me in the hind parts. But it was, a, <laughs> it was something I did in a group chat to help the class out, and a girl responded, Thank you, King. And I was like, I am not responding to this girl because I don't know if this is how she greets all black dudes or, or she's talking about something completely different. So I'm going to just go ahead and log out, you know, but it's so easy. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's so easy for me to be like, OK, appreciate that, Queen. You know yeah. what I mean? It's so yeah. easy for us to just jump into it, you know, so. Yeah. This is so good, bro. I, I, I'm trying to make all episodes short this season. And trust me, if I can get you for a season two, we're going to make this happen. I don't know what state you're in, but I'm going to find I'm myself there. You in Dallas? I'm in Dallas. Oh, yeah. it's my goal to be in Texas next year, bro. We're going to have to hang out one Come of these on. days. But the last thing I'll ask you is about how important is it? And, and bear in mind, you really dived into it, but just talk uh, just a little bit more about emotional infidelity. Because I think a lot of times mm -hmm. we draw the line and I'm never going to do something physical. But man, your emotions been in that girl bedroom for about six months. You know what I mean? Yep. So, so talk a little yep. bit about that before we wrap up. The secret battleground starts in our mind. And so our mind, um, the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. 
Um, the Bible goes into detail, which is interesting, uh, which I hated this scripture where it says that if a man <laughs> even looks at a woman with lustful thoughts, he's sinned. Um, and, and I used to use that as a pass when I first got saved to be like, well, heck, if I already sinned when I thought about it, I might as well go ahead <laughs> and actualize this thing, you know. But what I think that God was saying in that scripture was that that seed of that is going to start giving birth to something. It's going to produce mm -hmm. and manifest something in real life. Because when I think about every woman that I cheated on my ex-wife with, I thought about it first. It didn't just it didn't it didn't just happen. It wasn't I, I just walked up one day and I was sitting up in front of her and then we just having sex. Like it, it, we, we I thought about it. I it was it was planned out when I left to go to go visit her and all that time. It was all planned out. And so it's the thought. And I remember even going to those places on the way going to the woman's house or whatnot. I'll be like, man, I hope I don't die on the way going. And then afterwards, I hope I don't die on the way home. People like, what is this going to look? My funeral is going to be a joke. It's like, like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I would be so nervous about it. I would be so terrified. Um, and so protecting your mind to, to literally cast down every imagination. That's what the Bible says. It's an imagination where you start looking at another woman or looking at another man and saying, what would my life be like with this person? Mm -hmm. I think my life would be better. I think I would be happier. I think this person would understand me a lot better than so-and-so. Then those thoughts, don't even let it get to that point. Yeah. Cast it down at the seed form. Cast it down and be like, nope, and start affirming your spouse. Start affirming your significant other. Start saying, no, these are things I like. You may feel like that's crazy. But literally, if you're driving the car, no, I like I like uh, Tina because she's she we've been rocking together for the last eight years. And I remember that, you know, when I was at my weakest point, she came to me when I lost my father, when I lost my grandma, or when I was going through this. And I remember when I didn't have much. She loves me for who I am. I remember the first Valentine's Day we spent together. Just literally get caught up in, in the thought of what mm -hmm. made you love that person. Remind mm -hmm. yourself. We have to do that with God all the time. In those moments where uh, we feel like he's deserted us, yeah. we feel like he stopped answering our prayers. The Bible says, think on these things that are pure, these things that are holy. And you start thinking about if he did it before, he'll do it again. Right. So go into those moments with your significant other and be like, no, nah, this is just a rough spot right now. Right. This is this. I remember they really, truly love me. They really, truly honor me. This is a person that I actually stood before my family and friends and made a vow before God to honor this person. And so remind yourself of that stuff daily. Mm -hmm. So literally pass down every imagination, uh, um, accentuate the positive. Don't focus so much on the negative stuff that That's you true. don't like about your spouse because you can magnify that so big. Um, it's that 80-20 rule, but magnify that 80%. And then that 20% is just room, uh, uh, room for improvement where yeah. you're honest with that significant other and say, hey, listen, you know what? I really like it when you do this, this, this. Not I really hate when you do this, this, this. I really like it when you do this. Like for instance, if 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 we'll we'll reduce it all the way down to just taking out trash. If the woman was telling the 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 husband, I hate when you don't take out the trash, and we always miss trash day, and the trash be packed up, and we gotta wait till the next trash day in order to get out. You know what I like. Man, I like it when, man, when you get up early in the morning, you go take that trash out there and I come and I'm like, oh God, okay, you don't replace it or whatever. That is so sexy to me. He's going to be like, well, shoot, what, what is, is this trash? <laughs> he's going 
going to be looking for trash. He's going to go take out the neighbor's trash. He's like, what are you doing? Words of affirmation always works. You know, oh, if you, you don't like, he's going to be like, well, shoot, you got two hands. You take out the trash. If you don't like it, you go take out the trash. Facts. You got two hands. Before you married me, how did the trash get out? Yeah. You was a single woman. You was doing your own thing. How did the trash get out then? Well, do that. Keep that same energy and you go take the Bro. trash out. Thanks, bro. You're a clown, man. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to be serious right now, but but that's so true. And then that sh that it literally leads to resentment in the end, because now I'm looking at it like, oh, okay, so I'm the trash boy in the house. You know what I mean? That's the only time she notices me. You know what I mean? So I'm telling you, bro. It's 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 literally the truth. And then we make a whole mountain out of the tiniest mole, and it's like, and then imagine now you got that coworker down the road. That's just like. Let me dump this trash for you. You know what I mean? You got you got you got a bottle of water and then you didn't even get a dump. She wanted to dump it for you. You know what I mean? I'm telling you, bro. Yeah. What you're saying is absolute gems. I've seen this it, bro. This I've is... seen it. So so you don't get this level of knowledge had not gone through it. That's why yeah. when I say when you when you discredit somebody, uh, I remember someone said something about Steve Harvey. And they was like, How's Steve Harvey gonna talk about uh um think like a man, act like a lady, think like a man, and write a book trying to help women? And he done been married two or three times or whatever it was, and I was like, Don't you think that he, <laughs> that makes he, perfect he sense? Along the way? <laughs> makes perfect sense. Nah, but it, it, it's true, man. And, and it's weird because a lot of people think when they see, you know, I created a page called Golly Dating 101. I never showed my identity on the page for like four or five years of creating it because I never wanted it to become about me for one. And then two, no one is going to believe a black guy is the one who started a page. They always thought it was some mm -hmm. some woman, um, either some teenage girl or some older yeah. woman who, you know what I mean? No one yeah. views it that way. So it's just a matter of not feeling like, God didn't call you to something because you feel like you made a mistake or you don't feel qualified. God tells you to do it, do it. So I don't know who this is for, but I created this page as a single dude struggling with lust, telling people not to be lusting. And imagine, and you know what I'm saying? And imagine what God has done with this page. And you started this yeah. page as a man healing from brokenness after my own mistakes. And I'm willing to say yeah. that so that now yeah. you can see you can be delivered from this. Bro, so all I can say is thank you. Thank you for coming on, bro. You absolutely not this episode out of the park if there's any last words you want to say definitely the floor is yours but man it was truly an honor to have you on today well first of all i just want to just thank you i thank you for you know like i said the platform that you created i love the fact as i'm glad i was able to hear you say what led to i love to hear what started platform mm -hmm. and to know that you are just the wizard behind it um, and people assuming that it's some white lady or some girl or some whatever, <laughs> and and it's God's work, God's work yeah. behind the scenes been fulfilled. So, man, I honor you for that. Uh, that's really dope. Um, but yeah, just tell people to make sure that they uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. All the uh, links are in the bio. Them. All the links. Yeah. So yeah, so subscribe to that. And uh, like I said, um, I want you and your wife. On my podcast, so uh, we need <laughs> we'll to go get work there, that out. Yeah, y'all need to come to, come to Dallas and uh, let's go shoot an episode. Yes, sir. But yeah. guys, this episode has been absolutely amazing. I know you guys are going to say it's the best episode we have to date. I'm, I'm not even going to be mad. You know what I mean? Even though you guys hear me all the time, I know you, I know you get tired of me, but this dude drops absolute gems. 
So his link to his YouTube page and to his events, because I know he's even planning on doing an event out of the country soon. So if you're trying to go visit Jamaica, you might want to get this guy a conversation. You know, so guys, thank you for tuning in, for rocking with us, being with us over the delay. Um, school has been intense, but if you're only following on the podcast apps, check us out on YouTube. Because if we're not able to do um, podcasts, we'll still be making videos just to stay engaged with you guys. And as always, we love you. We'll see you soon. Be blessed.